It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. I had a good weekend, and not even Brady is going to spoil it for me today because we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk Armada football this time around. Kyle Raleigh is going to be here, and, uh, and I think this is going to be uh, one of our better shows. You just get a feeling sometimes. Yes, I think uh, football guy is the exact right term to use with him. Uh, not that other coaches aren't, because there's a lot of football guys around here, but he is one of the most footballist guys. <laughs> We're going to have a fun conversation. Camp starts a week from today. Yeah, it's August, folks, so just pointing that out it's what 24 days till kickoff yeah oh yeah now that i think about it that way yeah yeah i'm, I'm actually it won't be it won't be long it's gonna be a good show today all right i'll yeah. just put it yeah at let's that not waste any time and we'll get it going when you run with us on a gator utv the engine has your full attention the herd takes notice and the trail meets its match because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall e. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Brady here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. They're all Already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. 
All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Kyle Raleigh from Armada joins us uh, today as we continue kind of our, our tour of the, the BWAC. We've been working our way through, and we're getting closer and closer mm-hmm. to where we're going to kick it off and actually start talking about new games. But in the meantime, we can rehash last year, talk right. about what we think is going to happen this year, and find out a little about some of the teams in our area. So first things first, thanks for doing it, Coach. Fellas, thanks for having me. appreciate it. Like you said, a week away. Let's get it, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, you came in COVID year, and Armada hasn't always had a great tradition of football. Mm-hmm. So you take over a program. Obviously, you want to leave your mark, but you're coming in, and sometimes you want to go, yes, proud tradition. How do you you know, instill your stuff and, and make kids excited about football and, and start to leave your own mark? But you can't also say, hey, we've done all this stuff. How do you find that balance when you first came into Armada in 2020? I don't know if I call it a balance. I think the big thing that, uh, you know, I did was I wanted to be respectful of the past. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to come in and, you know, just kind of be like disregard, you know, essentially what they did in the past. However, 
you know, when you look at it, there was a lot of problems, there was a lot of holes. And so, therefore, with, you know, that kind of lack of culture, the first thing you have to do is, like, you have to set the tone. You mm -hmm. have to say, hey, this is what we're going to do if we want to make changes, if we want to have a successful program. There are things that we have to do. And sometimes you can't really, you know, like I said, you can respect the past, but at the same time, you kind of have to forge your own path. Um, and along the way, it may be a little disrespectful, not intentionally, but, you know, there was no culture. There was no winning tradition. So in order to kind of get on that, you got to be like, hey, you know, we got to do something different. Well, you you kind of came from something similar. We'll, we'll just touch on this for a second, but you were at Hazel Park before Armada, mm -hmm. and Hazel Park has not been a very good program the last decade, especially before you got there. And you had a similar-ish turnaround. You were able to get them to the playoffs. Just talk about that for a minute and how it helped you come to Armada and kind of already have gone through a similar-ish process. Yeah, you know, it's just, uh, you know, what I went to, I was at Oxford with Dad um, before, and so, you know, I knew I wanted to be head coach, but I needed to go on my own. You know, I couldn't just be like, oh, you know, Bud Rowley's kid. Yeah. Give me something. You know, so I had to go kind of forge my own path, kind of like, you know, we just talked about with Armada. And so, you know, I took this job. They had some down years. You know, attendance was dropping. The program was suffering. So I just said, you know what? You know, let's go. Let's do it. It's going to be tough. And it was tough. Three years of just getting your, you know what, kick. Just bottom of the barrel. You know, but after that third year, you know, instilling the culture, believing in the kids, building that confidence, you know, grinding every single day, you know, you know, year four, you know, went to the playoffs. Uh, after that playoff year, we had a couple uh, solid seasons, um, but it was just kind of the same thing. It's, you know, you, you know, you put your one foot in front of the other, you get to work, um, you believe in your process. And when you believe in yourself and you believe in the process and you can say, hey, I promise you this works. I promise you. Just believe in me, believe in the coaches, believe in what we're doing. I promise you, you will have success. And so, you know, it's kind of the same thing I've always done. You know, I don't, I'm not flashy. It's kind of right in your face. This is what we're doing. And, you know, I think sometimes that confidence, uh, I don't know, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, addictive, if you will. You know, people just get on board. And so, you know, kind of the same outlook I did, took at Hazel Park. I brought here to Armada, and uh, we just hit the ground running. Yeah, I was going to say the, the easiest way to, to get rid of resistance, like when, when the new guy comes in and, oh, we don't do it that way around here, we do it this way, win. And yeah. people will go, oh, okay, yeah, we'll do it your way. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it's funny, that's exactly what it is, you know, not just winning on the scoreboard or winning games. You know, we came in and on day one, we sat in the gym in front of the 50, 60 kids who, you know, were interested in playing football and said, you know, uh, you know it was kind of that thing, like, you know, that we just don't know about this guy. Well, this is what we're going to do. And uh, like we wear on our shirts and wear on our hats and we say every day at practice, we're going to win. You know, we're not going to just win on the scoreboard. We're going to mm -hmm. win in the weight room. We're going to win in the classroom. We're going to win in the community. You know, we're going to do the things that are necessary to build a winning culture. Because if you just worry about winning Friday nights, you're not going to have much success. You know, it's got to be an every day, all day, all year thing. So. So last year, obviously, you were the surprise team, but I want to go back to your first year before that mm -hmm. when, in hindsight, you can definitely see some of the building blocks. Your first game, you spoil Richmond's turf opening. You win on the last second field goal. You almost knock off a North Branch team, which in 2020 was ridiculous. You you scheduled Detroit. You tried to schedule Detroit Country Day on, on a 
game that was scheduled that week. So right there, I mean, I guess go in order of what I talked about, but beating Richmond, giving North Branch a battle, you could kind of see some seeds there being planted in your first year. Yeah, you know, I think uh, what was great about it, even though the year was kind of a wash, you know, that first game kind of set the tone where it was kind of almost like, oh, maybe he does know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe he isn't crazy, you know. And I'm sure people still think I'm pretty crazy, but <laughs> at least they saw it, right? They saw it, oh, hey, if we do do these things, if we work hard and, you know, we listen, you know, we listen to the coaches, we're coachable, we work hard every day, we put time in the weight room, you know, oh, wow, we can win, right? So, and it was just a, it was a fairy tale start. It was great. You know, wasn't a great year. Stubbed our toe a couple times, you know, there in the middle. Didn't play well against MLA City. Didn't play well against Croslex. Um, you know, but at the end, you know, I thought we turned a corner a little bit against North Branch where people are like, oh, okay, this is sustainable. This is something we can do. And I know the Goodrich playoff game wasn't great, but we were right there. You know, they just had some really good skill players and we couldn't really recover um, from some of the mistakes we had. But, you know, I think that first year was actually a blessing. I think it was one of those things where, you know, it kind of showed that, oh, Armada can be a football town. And like I said before I got here, Armada is a football town. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna continue on that path, and uh, we are going to uh, we're gonna work every day, and we're gonna win every day. Is it something that you used? Does it does it annoy you? Like last year, I get the sense you guys were six and zero, and the only person in St. Clair County not surprised you were six and zero is you. Oh, I you know. I'll tell you what, guys, I think there's a lot of great teams in the BWAC. I think they do a lot of good stuff. You know, I don't really pay attention to anybody else. I really don't. It's not being disrespectful. I worry about us and worry about us only. I can tell you, you know, you know, I know there's some nice players and uh, some great players in the BWAC, and, you know, you know their name just kind of because it's out there. But I don't really pay attention to rosters. Um, you know, I focus on us. What are the things that we need to do to put our, you know, best selves forward mm-hmm. or, you know, our best foot forward? So, we're, we're center focused. I'm only focused on our made of football. I don't care what anybody else is doing. Um, and no, I'm not surprised. You know, I, I just, that's just how I am. It's how I was raised. Um, and if you met the old man, you know, exactly, <laughs> you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you know, and I think that's just kind of, and I think it's, I think it's just the best way to do it. Why am I worrying about what anybody, I'd have no control over that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you said, you know, I was the only one that wasn't surprised. No, because I saw the kids work. I saw them put the time in the, you know, the weight room. I saw them be coachable. I saw them learn, you know, more of the offense from the year previously. And I also saw them grow in confidence. You know, they want to be great. They wanted to be great. And so, yeah, no, I wasn't surprised because I knew what we were capable of. And, uh, you know, uh, just that belief system really, really does a lot. You know, when you can get your kids believing in you, you know, and you have your coaches' support and, you know, the coaches have the team support, that's really all you need, man. And uh, so, yeah, no surprise there. Uh, kids worked hard, a uh, hell of a group, miss them all. You know, I still hmm. talk to them every once in a while. They always say, hey, how's it going, you know? And I always tell them, you guys set the tone, and now we're just going to we're gonna hit the ground running. Well, in the middle of that tone setting, that 6-0 and start, you beat Clawson and Algonac to get started, but when you really, I think, and I know you say you're just focused on us, but at least in the outside, when you really got everyone's attention, you beat North Branch week 3, 34-28, and then you beat Richmond 34-10, and Dennis, you were at that yeah. game, a convincing win. At that point, do the kids really go, Oh, like the buy-in goes up another level when they see, oh, we can not only win games, but we can compete for possibly a BWAC title. 
Yeah, I think that, you know, obviously Richmond, that's the game everybody wants to talk about, especially in Armada. It drives me crazy. Hey, you know, the only game you have to worry about is Richmond. Yeah, well, we don't do that anymore. You know, everybody, <laughs> every week is tough. Every week is a rival game. No, I think uh, the big step forward was that North Branch win. Uh, I don't know what it was. Our kids came out possessed. Defensively, offensively, we came out possessed. I mean, they made a they made a hell of a run and made the game. I, I was a little nervous there, you know, right around the second quarter and even into the end of the game. But our kids came out crazy. We had some quick turnovers, some quick touchdowns, got a good lead, you know. And it was just, you know, we, we didn't do anything different. Prepped the same way we did for Clawson and Algonac. You know, the kids just took it upon themselves and said, hey, we can do this. We belong here. We belong at the top. We belong in the conversation every year. You know, and they just they just went out and did it. You know, we didn't overthink it. We just played our made of football. And uh, so, yeah, I, I really do. I think that was the turn where they kind of – the kids were like – you know, coaches knew. We knew what we had. And I think that was the game where they were like, uh-oh, you know, maybe we can – maybe we really can do this. And so it kind of just took off from there. Yeah, and, and I went out to that Richmond game, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to see a really good game tonight. Well, it was for one team. <laughs> yeah. You guys, again, right from the get-go, you set the tone. Um, and I, I called it uh, the, the style that, that I saw last year. I, I think I saw three of your games. It, it was you guys were bullies. Yeah. You guys were bullies. You went and you were – capable of pushing teams around you knew you could do it and you didn't feel bad about it right like it was really you know in the first half that game was really kind of close and you know a lot of people you know a lot of people or a lot of coaches might get like oh we're not scoring points like even though we go through you know three and out or we don't really you know score a lot of points if we can just keep that momentum going, you know, that's kind of what we live on. Like, just get just get the ball rolling. We're fine. Mm. We have to punt. You know, if we're only up, you know, 3 nothing or 7 nothing, who cares at halftime? Who cares? Just keep going. Keep right. going. Keep going. And just keep doing what we do. You know, and that kind of – that was kind of a recipe for everything. We're just going to do what we do. We're going to beat you up. Right. And, you know, it, if you start beating them up enough, you know, things are going to pop. You know, Luckily for us against the Richmond thing, we had through that halfback pass that was just pretty, and it kind of opened things up for us. Um, but, you know, it started with just that ground and pound. We're just, you know, and it's the same play over and over again. I get it, you know. I know yeah. we're nothing fancy, but that's just what we do. You know, we're big, we're strong, we're fast, we're physical. and It's uh, pretty when it works. Hey, it's really pretty when it works, right? It's really pretty when it's ugly, too. I love it. <laughs> when you can hear the pads snap and those helmets and those necks snap back, I love it. It's great. Well, you know, as a defensive guy when you played, when an offense is getting just – Four, five yards of carry. Second and five. Third and one. First down. You're never Se in a bad yeah. situation. Second and four. First down. Yeah. Second and seven. Third and two. First down. It's demoralizing as a defender when you're like, we're they're not breaking the big play, but we're not stopping them. Right. And your offense, once I, I call it going, once your guys are going downhill, it feels like it's really hard to turn that tide and kind of slow down, kind of a freight train of an offense. Well, yeah, it's just it, like you said, it's just like a freight train, right? If you you know once you start getting that momentum, it's tough to stop. You mm. know, because you really not, I know it's not flashy, and yeah, you're not scoring forty points a game, but when you get that ball moving and you're putting yourself in third and one or second and short every mm. possession it's pretty good success. And so, you know, that's kind of our staple. We have to, you know, we can't, we can't get in third and logs. We can't have penalties. That's just not what we do mm -hmm. because that momentum stops. 
So, you know, we have to be very disciplined, um, and we really have to, you know, take care of the football of sorts. Can't shoot ourselves in the foot because that's what we do. Our offense is all about that momentum, all about moving forward, not backwards. Right. You know. So later in the year, you get to the Almont game, one of the, the top teams in the BWAC year in and year out. Yep. You lose a close one, and then you have a mud bull against Cross Lex for a chance at the BWAC title. It, it's just it's a it's a mud wrestling contest basically in the second half and you come up a little short it's hard to go from kind of the near the bottom of a conference to win in one year mm-hmm. those two games how important is it that you use that to teach the kids how to win and what it takes to be a BWAC champion uh, you know the big lesson we always talked about and those two games are actually in the Elmont game for sure is because you're six and0. You're riding high, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't answer the bell that night. You know, we 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 kind of got stagnant. I think we kind of mm-hmm. felt a little overconfident. You know, we're like, oh well, you know, they're not very good, and we're we're our made of six and zero, right? And that kills you. You know, and by the time we figured it out in the second half, it was too late. You know, yeah. that whole first half, I was like, who is this team? I don't know who this team is. Yeah, because they Almont was coming off a forty-one yeah. seven loss to Cross Lex. They were three and three, and I'm sure. I mean. You can preach it all you want as a coach, but I remember when I was a kid, my thought would be, oh, they're not the same old Almont. Yeah, you know, and then and I and I do believe that a little bit that said, and like I said, you know, we recovered. You know, that second half we played really well. Defense mm-hmm. really stepped up. We played our brand of football. But when you don't answer the bell to start the game, you get slow starts, like I, we just talked about previously. We don't score in bunches. Mm-hmm. We just don't do that. So when you get behind, it's super tough, you know. So we, you know, and that just, I thought it was a great lesson. You know, I just, uh, you know, I wish we would, you know, answer, you know, if we answered the bell and we got beat just because, you know, they were better. Right. Fine. But we, I just didn't think we played a complete game. Now, don't get me wrong. Elmont played a hell of a game, right? Dan Walker, shout out, defensive coordinator for Elmont, one of my buddies. Uh, hell of a game plan. Right. You know, um, but we just didn't answer the bell. And so that kind of irritates me a little bit. And then when you go to the Crosslex game, they were, they just kicked their ass. I mean, excuse my language. It was just the truth of it. I mean, mm. They were bigger, they were stronger, they were faster, and they punched us right in the mouth. They essentially took our game plan and threw it right back at us. Now, once again, game probably was a little out of hand, but we came out at halftime and we kids came back. It was like, oh, there's my team again, or there's yes. our team, there's our made of football. You know, we started playing again. So two games in a row, we just didn't start. We didn't answer the bell. We didn't do the things that we do, right? You know, um, and like we always say, we didn't win in those first those first halves of those games. Right. Now, you know, not taking away from those teams. They're they're great teams, great programs. Um, but, you know, it just it's part of growing, like you said. We've never been there before. And mm-hmm. it's year two and we're there. So, you know, it's 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 a process. It takes takes time to learn. Just like anything else. Learning to win is it's a learned skill, I promise. Yes. Oh so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you, you get into the playoffs and this isn't a school with a ton of playoff tradition so winning a playoff game i think is a huge step and and kind of a big and deal against your rival yeah and, and that i'm sure that didn't hurt anybody's feelings in town that you'd shut out richmond 21 to nothing oh no i like that game you know better than the first one it was raining it was nasty it was in my hometown you know oh that's right it was in oxford wasn't it you know, dad's uh the house that dad built if you will uh but yeah no it was good and uh, we knew it was going to happen. Like, when you look at all those kind of projections, you're like, they're like saying we're going to play uh, 
Lutheran North, and I'm like, no way. We're playing Richmond. I guarantee it. And it was funny because after the first game against Richmond, one of their coaches walked through the line. Um, he goes, hey, we'll see you in a couple weeks. And at first, I didn't, really didn't think about it. And then as soon as we kind of get into playoff mode, and, you know, I was like, I, go, I remember he did say that. Yeah. He's right. And uh, I know something our kids kind of, you know, when you get to play Richmond, you know, why not, right? That's kind of the, right. you know, it's kind of the rival. Um, so, no, it was great. You know, you, we got that, got that first playoff win, kind of the monkey off your back, if you will, because it's been for, what, 20-plus years? that The last yeah, time they had – the yeah, uh, not, yeah, not counting COVID when right. everyone made it. Uh, was the wins. Yeah. The, they yeah. won one in 2004. 2004. So, you know, that was huge. And, uh, you know, it was just a little sweeter that it was, you know, your crosstown rival. Um, and uh, But, you know, it was, just, it was good. It was good for the program, good for the community. Um, and I think, once again, it, it was uh, – it was, uh, I don't know, verifying, if you will. Validating. Validating, there's the word I'm looking for, mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe we do belong here. Well, was it a little bitter? Personally, it had to have been kind of a cool moment. You're playing on Bud Rowley Field, your hometown. But for the community, they get their first home playoff game in forever, and you have to go go out west, and you don't get to play it in your home stadium. Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> It, I, I'm sure it was bittersweet for Dad. I don't. It yeah. Really didn't matter where we played for me. Right. Um, you know, I wish we played at home. Obviously, right. you want home games, but you know, I, it was cool. You know, the kids loved playing in the bowl. They loved playing on the blue turf. So, I mean, it was a special moment. Um, you know, but the important thing is you get that win. I mean, mm-hmm. having a playoff win's huge. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we're due for a break. So we'll come back. We'll talk about because you're not. There's no rest for you guys. There's no easing into this season. You're gonna have a tough competition. Want to talk about a lot of the kids you have coming back because you lost a lot, but you still have a good amount coming back. Dennis, anything yeah. else? And I did want to talk about one guy you did lose because really didn't get to talk about Cole Mahaffey a lot last year. Mm-hmm. So and he's a great player and people need to know about him. So maybe we'll start. You can tell us about Cole and then we can get into to this year. Perfect. All right, we'll be right back. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, welcome back. Kyle Raleigh is uh, our guest today on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Want to start with, uh, again, just a, a final note on last year. Uh, you know, e- even we're guilty of it. We talk about guys that get yards and score touchdowns, and uh, a lot of times a lot of good players don't get mentioned. Cole Mahaffey's name didn't get mentioned nearly enough, and he was a real reason why you guys were so good last year. Yeah, he was. And, you know, I don't want to forget, we, we had a great senior class last year. Um, you know, especially our captains, they really kind of just stepped up and said, hey, this is what we're doing, you know, and kind of just were, you know, echoing my voice, which is huge. But, you know, Cole, Cole Mahaffey was uh, – he was the tone setter, you know, on defense. You know, we, we always uh, pride ourselves on playing great defense. And uh, when you stick him in the middle, I mean, there was nothing we really couldn't do. I mean, he was all over the place. Um, it was funny, too, uh, and he won't mind me saying this, but as a junior when I first got there, I could never get him to stop because big baseball player. could mm. never get him to stop. I'm like, Cole, I'm telling you. And he was great as a junior. I'm like, Cole, I know you play baseball. I go, just give me, you know, the, on your off days, just give, yeah. me, give me a couple hours. That's yeah. all we need. You know, if I can get you to team camp, if we can get you to some of the workouts, if I can get you to the seven-on-sevens, I go, that's all I'm asking. You know, because, you know, in the baseball world, you just kind of got to, you got to, you got to pick your battles, right? Yeah. And sure enough, senior year, he kind of, he's like, okay, you know, yeah, became a captain, but he, you know, he showed up on those dates and you, his game just took off. Like his whole, I mean, he's a smart player to begin with, but his whole demeanor, his whole, you know, football IQ just, just skyrocketed. And, uh, you know, we became actually really close. Like we had this thing where when we see each other in the hallway, he's like, hey buddy, you know, <laughs> in the hallway, you know, it doesn't matter if he's you know, a hundred feet down the hallway, we're screaming at each other, but you know, he just bought in and, and it really kind of, when we got him to buy in, I think that was a big, that was a big turning point. Cause everybody always knew, you know, as yeah. soon as I got there, everybody's like, Cole Mahaffey is a guy, you know, he, he's a dog. Well, I mean, you saw him in the other two sports right. too, basketball, yeah. baseball. Right. He's a dog. And the one thing is, I think he got, you know, because of the state of the football program, I think he kind of lost a little bit of love for it, right? So it wasn't a priority. Right. He loves baseball. Basketball's fun, right? And I would just keep talking to him. I wouldn't push it. I'd just be like, hey, man, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. And when he bought in, it just kind of, like I said, that's when we kind of turned the corner in the summer as a team where I was like, hey, we might be pretty good. Right. Um, But, yeah, he was. He was just, you know what? He did get the respect he deserves. And, you know, people can argue with me or people – can think I'm a jerk on this one, but man, he was an all-state linebacker. I don't care what anybody says. His numbers, he had better numbers than anybody in Division Five. He was not only just tackles, but tackles for loss, uh, interceptions, fumble recoveries, forced fumbles. I mean, he was awesome. He was awesome. You know, and I don't, and I, it still irritates me. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll breathe here a little bit. <laughs> but go ahead. It irritates me. I mean, he, you know. Hands down, in my opinion, he was the best player. He was the best defensive player in the BWAC. Um, people might disagree. I don't. You know, I got the I got the film to show it, right? Um, and obviously, he's one of my guys, so I'm biased. Um, but even in, like I said, Division Five, I think he was one of the top players and just didn't get the respect he deserved um, because, gosh, did he have a hell of a year. I mean, I go back and, you know, when you're watching film, you don't mean to, but you right. just watch him play, and you're like, mm-hmm. my goodness, that kid can play ball. Well, it's something we've dealt with. I mean, Dennis has been covering this longer than I've been alive, but this area, it feels like Marine City football gets their due because they're Marine City football and they're a state brand. 
But every other team, it feels like you're pulling teeth to try to get some recognition, and it's the entire BWAC, it's the MAC schools in the area, and I really don't know why it's hard to admit that there's good football players in this area. Yeah, and you know, like we talked about before the show, guys, I think you guys are doing an awesome job, um, and I just think it's uh, really commendable that you guys are doing this to kind of shine a light on not only the football in the BWAC or in the Thumb area, but all the athletics. I mean, th- mm-hmm. we got some good stuff going on. And, you know, and it's kind of like we're, you know, taking a backseat to the bigger schools, the MAC, you know, um, and the OAA and stuff like that. But and, and, and it stinks, you know, but guys like you and I think, you know, us coaches is, you know, football coaches, all coaches, you know, if we can get together and really kind of promote this area, you know, I think it's going to be huge because, like I said, we got some great we have great football here. I know that. Yeah. And we have, you know. We have great other sports, everything. So, you know, I give you guys a thumbs up. It's awesome. Um, But, yeah, you're right. We don't get a lot of – we don't get a lot of recognition or a lot of attention in this area, and it's a shame. Now, Marine City deserves it all, right? Yeah, I mean, they're – They're dogs. Um, (laughs) But – you know, there are some other good football teams. Right. Carl's Lex. I mean, Carl's Lex, I'm just going to bring them up. They went to the regional final last year. You didn't hear much about them, right? You right. About well, them. they got there, and everyone was, okay, cute, go play Freeland. Right. And, and yeah. And then they're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. You walk into the press box at Freeland, and it's not the football people. It's right. the people running the scoreboard and, and all that going, who do we play next week? Yeah. It's and, like, and we and haven't even played this game right. yet, and you don't know what you're up against. And and sooner than later, people – what's going to happen, and I firmly believe this, we're going to continue to climb that mountain. We're going to continue mm-hmm. to get better, and not just our made up, all schools in the BWAC. And then we're just going to force people to talk about us. We're right. going to knock off a dog. We're going to you know beat somebody in the playoffs that we're not supposed to beat or who someone doesn't pay attention to us, and it's going to happen. You know, I mean, look at North Branch. North Branch two years ago, they, who they they lost to uh, country, country day, country day. Right? Yeah, that then, was the rescheduled game. Yeah, yeah. and so you know, there's te- we're, you know we're making runs here. Which I still say, if that game got played when it was supposed to, and in North Branch, yeah, yeah. North North Branch was a wagon. Yeah, at so, that point, you know, and you know, we got some teams here. We we have good football and we have good athletics and all these schools. So you know, our time will come. We're gonna you know we'll bite our tongues now. We'll right, bite our time. Right, you put but your I'm nose to the grindstone. It's going to happen. We're going to grind it out. And, uh, you know, when that happens, then I think uh, once the recognition starts to set in, people will be like, how did we miss this? Right. And guess what? You two were here. And so mm-hmm. so good on you. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys get all the credit in the world for saying, hey, we got some stuff over here. Well, we'll talk about the BWAC in a little bit. Yeah. But before we get – you mentioned we talked about Marine City a lot. We'll talk about them in a second. Who are going to be some of your guys that when you go to Marine City that maybe people that didn't watch a lot of BWAC football, people in East China and Marine City, and, well, frankly, you're playing Friday. I'm assuming a lot of people are going to be there. Who for Armada should they be looking out for when they go to the roster? Oh, yeah, I should keep an eye on this kid or this kid or that guy that's coming back. Yeah, so we've had since uh, my first year here, we've had, we had three sophomores my first year in uh, Kyle Conan. Uh, Lucas Laboda and uh, Vinny Fodale, right? Mm-hmm. So they're seniors now, and they've been with us since the get-go. You know, we brought Vinny up uh, midway through that first year, and those guys have just been, I mean, they've just been vital to our success. They played every play. They're on offense. They're on defense. They just, they're just, they're players, you know. You hear a lot about Kyle Conan because, you know, he's our main rusher. Right. Um, he plays the sexy position. Right. He does. and But you got to remember, you got Lucas Sabota, who hasn't missed a game in three years. Well, it will be three years, two right. years. Vic Bodale started for a year and a half now. Um, you know, those guys really have kind of, you know, 
taken the torch from last year's seniors and really put everybody on their back. Um, and, you know, last year we were still kind of setting expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this group, and especially Vinny Fodale, yeah. it's no longer an ex- – they're not expectations. It's a standard. Right, right. This is what we do. And if you don't do it – and I don't even – and it's great about this group, especially Vinny. When we work out, I don't say a word. Yeah. I go in my office. I get the game plan, you know, our daily schedule together. I'll watch some film. I do nothing. All I hear is Vinny Fodale. Vinny Fodale runs a show mm-hmm. because it's a standard. Right. You know, and if you're not doing it the right way, and he'll make you know if you're not doing it his way right. or my way, you got a problem. Well, the and, old saying, the good teams are coach-led, great teams are player-led. Yes, and so, you know, it's it's great. And so, you know, Vinny's and Lucas and Kyle, and then we have, a, you know, Dylan Watson, returning two-year player, two-year starter. A Jacob Ferrari, two-year starter. Brandon Melbooth, two-year starter. Um, you know, Tristan Herb. Our mm-hmm. corner, we're going to put him at wide out a little bit this year. He was a backup quarterback last year, two-year starter. So there's a lot of people you're not hearing about, you know, because you had the George Hebs, you know, you had the Mason DeBackers, you had the Sal Vivianos and the, the Cole Mahaffeys, and they, all due respect, awesome, right? Right. So you, you kind of didn't, you know, hear about some of those young guys. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now, man, this senior group has really just, like I said, they've, they've carried the torch. They've taken it from last year's group, and – you know, I thought last year the offseason was good. They just took it to a whole new level this year. And uh, so I'm excited for those guys. And then I'm really excited about the sophomore class. Um, you know, they're going to be young, only one year of experience. But, man, have those sophomores really kind of grabbed onto the coattails of those seniors and really kind of started believing, like, oh, okay. You know, not a huge junior class. Excited for a couple players, you know. Um Excited for uh, Noah Viano, excited for Evan James and Ray Reinhardt. Uh, so, didn't play a ton last year, but, you know, now's their opportunity. Let's mm-hmm. see how they're going to do. Where can they fit into our scheme? Um, so, yeah, no, just excited. I don't, you know, I think you got your you got your, your, your big names that you're kind of familiar with. Right. Um, but I think there's going to be some young guys that really kind of turn some heads. And then those are the guys you're going to come on next year and the year after, that's and those the, are the names you're going to be telling right? us. Yep. That's the future. Right. And, so, and, that, and that's what you're supposed to do as a senior. You're supposed to leave something behind so the class behind you or the class is behind you. Right. They say, hey, that's where we have to right. get. Leave the jersey better than you found Correct. it. Correct. You know, and uh, it pisses them off, too, when you say that, because I won't let the kids keep their jerseys. So. <laughs> yeah. Leave that jersey. I never got to keep a jersey. I had to, I had to borrow an old practice jersey I had at Wayne State, and I haven't returned it yeah. yet. So, <laughs> um, Can't believe anyway. they didn't let you keep your jersey. Because I just assume nobody else can wear the number anymore. Yeah, no number. <laughs> yeah, number fifty-seven's going in the rafters, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, but at, I, I that I did. Hey, part of a record <laughs> at Wayne State. Anyway, um, I digress. As a coach, when you have young guys coming up, how oh, often you know who is I forgot? it? Oh, go ahead. I have to mention him because he's just a beast. He's really kind of, and he's right there with the Vinnies, and he's just really busting his butt. Is Dougie Kajawa? Dougie, he had a rough junior year, mm-hmm. hurt his knee, got sick. That guy is that guy's someone to, he, to watch out for. He's got a good name. Yeah, oh yeah. He's got, got That's a name. Oh, yeah. O-line, yeah. O-line, D-line. Yeah. Yeah, he's put on some serious weight, lived in the weight room, does everything we ask. So, didn't want to forget about him. I was, trying, I was like, I knew I missed somebody. So, and I'm sure I missed some others. Uh, no disrespect. 
I just, uh, you know, when we're chatting here, it's just off the top right. of my head. So. Well, well, that was the glaring, obvious thing about you guys last year, the first time I saw you. I'm like, geez, these guys are big. We are. We were. We were. We're big-ish. We're big-ish. We're no. We're no Carl's Lex big, but we're 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 big in our own right. Um, but you know they they put the work in. They do. They put the work in. I've never seen you know just the. I you know when I first got there it was a brand new weight room. I was like, when was this built? Was this just built? They're like, no, about five years ago. I'm like, wait, what? And, you know, paint still on the platforms, right? And stuff like that. There's no paint on the platforms anymore. You know, the bars right. are rusted. Yeah. There's chips in the in the plates, and it's just because they've used it. You know, and uh, it, it, it is uh, it's all it's all due to them working. You know, it, it we're not sugarcoating anything here. They they come to work every day, and like I said, it's the standard. This is what we do. You don't do it, then maybe you go play something else. Well, we're going to find out what our made of football in 2022 is very quickly. We'll talk about the BWAC in a bit because in week one, Marine City at East China Stadium, the state finalists from a year ago, they are the benchmark for football in the Blue Water area, and they have been for basically two decades. You're not shying away from, from this challenge in week one. Why would you? It's high school football, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, call me crazy, which a lot of people do. Call me crazy. I think we're as good as anybody. I think we can compete. Um, you know, I don't predict wins or losses. Right. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, with the players we have and the confidence that we have in them as a coaching staff, I think we're going to be just fine, you know. And, uh, like I said, they're dogs. They're, they're, they, are the, they are the pinnacle, right? They're in our division, Division Five. Right. They're the pinnacle. And if you want to, and it's the old saying, right? If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And, if, mm-hmm. and there's only one way you're going to beat them, and that's if you, you got to play them, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, we're not backing down. Um, when they called me up, I was like, absolutely, let's do this. You know, I think it's good for the area. I think it's good for a little Mac uh, BWAC crossover. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be fun. We're excited. You know, we've, we've been talking about Marine City for the past since we scheduled them five months ago, you know, so – it's a big deal, um, you know. I uh, I'm really excited because right off the get, you can you know what are you made of? Yeah. You know what are you made of? They got a lot of guys returning. State finals last year. You know we you know got into the playoffs, made a little noise, made a little name for ourselves. Okay. So now what's the next? You know what's our next step? Mm-hmm. You know we want to live on that glory, which we won't. Time to take that next step. All right, then uh, you get into league play and already second game of the league schedule right at Crosslex. You don't have to wait around for it this nope. year, just right there. Well, it's just, and it's, you know, game two is going to be tough. It's Yale, uh, right, Yale? Yeah. yeah. Yale's week two. Yale, Yale's getting better every yeah, year. Yeah, your first, you, you have one home game yeah. in your first month of playing, yeah, and that's right? Yale. So we're road, road dogs, uh, but even, like I said, we talk about this all the time. Every game of the BWAC, you have to be prepared for. You have yeah. to. You have to because you never know. Um, but, yeah, you know, after Yale, um, Crosslex. Yeah, and then Crosslex always good. They're just talented. They have numbers. They have size. They have speed. You know, every week you don't know what they're doing. Are they going to throw 40 times? Are they going to line up in their, you know, little uh, power eye formation? Are they going to run downhill at you? That's what they did last year. And, like I said, they kicked their ass. Um, but, yeah, two out of three right to start. Um, in my opinion, it's three out of three. I mean, like every game is just going to be one of those things where, hey, we got to do what we do. We got to take care of ourselves and uh, got to answer the bell. I talked about it earlier. You got to answer the bell in this league because if you don't, you're going to lose. 
So, you know, two out of three, or three out of three, however you want to say it. And, uh, yeah, we got some, uh, got some dogs coming, so. And the BWAC's just such a tough league physically just to stay healthy. You know you're going – like Croslex, yes, they're the spread team. Yep. Last year, they didn't complete a pass in the game against you. Nope. They had to bring it in tight, right. and it was dudes versus dudes who's going to win each yep. play. And that's essentially what that game was. And then obviously, Almont and North Branch are going to be two games where you know you're going to be beat up at the end of the game. That oh, it's going to yeah. be two teams just colliding. And how do you focus on, you know, still getting after that practice, but you know you have to keep the guys healthy so on Friday night when the lights turn on, they're, they're as close to 100% as possible. So we really kind of dial it back. So we don't have, you know, we're not rolling with 50 kids on the varsity. That's just not what we do. We got right. about 30, right? right? So you have to dial it back. You have to... You have to find other ways to kind of stimulate the mind, kind of get them prepared. So, you know, we love as much as I would love to just line up and go. You mm -hmm. can't, you know. So you got to incorporate your hand pads. We're not making, you know, tough collision. You got to incorporate your barrels. Um, you have to find ways to get the job done without beating up your own team, right? Mm -hmm. you, have, you just have to. It's There's just too – not enough guys, and at any moment – Something could happen, right? So you kind of have to try to prevent those the best you can, you know, um, and try to simulate it the best you can. Now, nothing, nothing can compare you or prepare you for Friday Night Lights, right? It's a whole different beast. But you just have to find ways to say, you know, we have to get something out of this drill, even though it's not real, you right. know, because you do have to worry about that health concern. And here's the thing. You can play whatever team you want. Just our brand of football, we beat ourselves up. Right. You know what I mean? We're beating ourselves up, so we have to take that into account. It doesn't matter who you're playing, finesse team, power team, uh, wing T team, whatever it is. You know, we we play a certain brand of football where we beat ourselves up. So it's super, super important that we kind of, you know, pull the reins back, you know, mm -hmm. cage the dogs for, for a day or two. Right. You know, if I really find, you know, there's times and, you know, we have weeks where we're like, Jesus, we got to calm down yeah there's times i'll be like no pads today just because they just want to hit and i go we can't do it as much as you want to we gotta back off a little bit so you know there's certain ways to do it you know you just gotta you just kind of got to evaluate and say do we need to do this or do we need to do that you know can right. we get away with that so and that's the name of the game right especially smaller school smaller area you don't have a lot of kids you know you got a lot of kids playing two ways mm -hmm. and so you have to find ways to back it off, keep it healthy, keep it light, okay? But at the same time, you still have to, like I said, you still got to stimulate the mind, right? You still have to get something out of it, mental reps, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's just part of the game. It's, uh, I'm the, you know, you go into it pretty hard here, but you don't exactly have a picnic coming out either. North Branch at Richmond at Kersley are your last three weeks before oh, like the postseason. It's, it's a grind. There is not if, – if there's a coach in this league who overlooks anybody, they're crazy. They are absolutely nuts, and I'll tell them to their face. You have to prepare every week. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's a, it's a gauntlet because those are the well-known teams, right? Okay, but I'm yeah. telling you right now, Dave Brown, known him a long, long time. I'm telling you right now, that Emily City team, they're going to be good. Yeah, the Bud Rowley Bowl. Yeah, they're going to be tough, <laughs> I promise you, okay? Uh, Elginac, they were tough last year. It was 7 nothing at halftime, and they just beat the piss out of us. They hit us right in the mouth. Mm -hmm. And it took us a while to be like, oh, wow, you know, they're bringing it. Yale, you know? Yeah. yeah it was tough sledding. So, it doesn't really matter where you're, you know, yeah, 
basically how you want to look at it is like, hey, are we playing any power teams versus right. spread teams? So if you look at it that way and you kind of say, okay, well, they're always going to be physical, but like you're not playing the same brand of football. Those are the games you're like, okay, well, maybe we can do some different things here, right? But they're all good. You know, it's all tough. The whole schedule, the whole league is gonna be is gonna be beastie. But yeah, we end up with Elmont. Was it Elmont, uh, Richmond, right? And then Kersley. It, it's North Branch, North Richmond, Branch, Kersley. Richmond, Kersley. Um, Basically, you take any four games and it's a gauntlet. Right, stretch. and it's just, there's just a lot. And, you and that's know, for any BWAC team. I tell you what, you know, and once we get out of the BWAC, we have to finish with Kersley. And gosh, they're big. That team is big, and they're fast and they're athletic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's. Uh, any way you look at it, it's, it's it's no picnic. Well, you talked about practice and how you have to change it. Obviously, as a player, football has evolved so much in the right. last 20 years. I mean, even when I was growing up, I was kind of the tail end of the old school mm-hmm. football where it's put on your pads, we're going to beat the hell out of each other for right. two hours, and the tough will survive and those who will, will play Friday. Now, the science and there's so much stuff into just the – player wellness and and health health healthiness excuse me how have you adapted from when you know you first start got into coaching how you had to change to now like you said you'll go out and practice with no pads which if you would have said that even 10 years ago people would have looked at you like you had three heads yeah no i agree my dad still thinks i'm crazy when i do because <laughs> he's always like you don't get anything out of this i'm like well guess what we're gonna have to learn right? yeah and so are you um yeah, just you just have to – there's just things. Like, I think – and I'm sure everybody's doing this now, but I think weight room and doing things, like, during the season is huge. Oh, yeah. So many injuries. Well, so, you see teams – I think it was Georgia Tech. They lift before the game. Yeah. They it, get the platforms out, and you see them doing just, a workout. Well, it just keeps the muscle, you know, it warms the muscles. It stretches the tendons. You know, you're doing things to kind of – it's preventative measures. We don't need heavy weight. Right. Okay, but we do those things, you know. Um, and I think not even just because the game's changed, the kids have changed. The kids are so into workouts and they're so into kind of the new thing that's going around. Right. And it's good stuff. Yeah. You know? And so they 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 kind of incorporate all these things, whether it's lifting, whether it's training, whether it's uh, recovery. So they're just getting so good and so educated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that plays a really big part. They're really into keeping their bodies, their bodies right. You right. know, and it's our job, too, as coaches to kind of like we talked about it a second ago is to kind of just pull back when we need to mm-hmm. let them go when we need to. Um, but, yeah, I know it's changed. It's going to keep changing, you know, and then there's things that, you know, the uh, like I said, you know, you incorporate your hand pads or, you know, you don't do your pads or you just do walk through. Um, but, yeah, no, it's evolved. It's definitely changed. It's, a, it's right. a lot less blunt force trauma. Well, with the weightlifting thing, the biggest, I guess, change of mind or ideology is it's not always lift as most most you can all the time like there's times where you want to do the max outs right and that big heavy low rep a lot of it's now high reps stretching getting your right. muscle and it's just i feel like for so long it was put as much weight as you can on that bar mm-hmm. either get under it squat it deadlift it bench it whatever and that's how you and it's just the nuances of working out now is so much different it is and so we, that's a big thing that we do so we take you know essentially what we'll do and we have different variations of it is we'll do one core lift a day and that's mm-hmm. your heavy reps yeah right that's your bench or squat your clean your deadlift right something along those lines we vary vary it every once in a while um, but then, you know, when you get into your ox lifts and kind of your, your, your other things, that's when we do our kind of our high reps, you know, our right. 10s to 12s to 15 reps and stuff like that. And I think that really helps. And like I said, that's just the education of lifting and training and doing all those things. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely changed. Um, 
And it's kind of cool too, you know, with the kids and because they're becoming so educated, you really don't have to think that much about it anymore. Right. Like back in the day when you had your bigger, faster, stronger, the coaches are trying to figure out these charts and you have yeah. somebody who's really good at it. Now you really don't have to. You know, I talked to Vinny Fodale. Hey, what are we doing today? Okay. Well, what do you think about this? And so they just know so much and they're so in tune with how to lift and how to prepare. Mm-hmm. It's It, it, it kind of almost makes the, the training part fun and it kind of takes, you know, all the work out of it because we just know what we're doing. Right. And it's got to be nice to say I got to – back them off sometimes as opposed to always having the light of fire on. Yes, it is. And that just comes with them too. Like, you know, I don't, our big thing is now we really never have to kick them in the ass too much. You know, yeah, maybe we come out and we're having a sluggish Monday or we're having a goof right. off Tuesday where we're just clowns. Right. Yeah. You know, we're, we're jokesters. We're comedians. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> you got to say, all right. Yeah. You know, um, you know, but the one thing that I've noticed and even last year, you, we got to pull them back. That's the big, and I, I love that. You know, that's a bank, that's a good problem to have. We got to pull them back. We're right where we need to be. Right. You know, um, so you know, it, it's just huge. It's just huge. With that's just, and that's just part of the culture thing we've been talking about. It's growing, right? Mm-hmm. People are involved. People want to be involved. Um, so yeah, no, it's good stuff. All right, Matt, maybe the the part that's going to be the least fun for you. Sure. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna take our last break, and when we come back, we're gonna find out a little bit about uh, you and your path. Uh, and, and your history, and, and you're going to have to tell us some bud stories. We just we can't have you on and, and not bring your dad up. All right, sounds good. So we'll be right back with uh, Kyle Raleigh here. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. 
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis and uh, Brady joined by Kyle Raleigh today. Talking uh, football, our made of football, but uh, Coach uh, was a good player. Um, you, you, I'm assuming you played for Dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, Dad and I have been together. We've been doing this ever since I've been alive. You know, ever since I was at my first football game at like ten days old, sitting in the truck behind the end zone. So that's how. Yeah, that sounds about. Yeah, this right. is. Uh, yeah, it, I am. Uh, I know a lot of people like. I am a product of Bud Rally. Yes. Good, so, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. I am a product of Bud <laughs> so, Rally. So uh, a little bit of behind the scenes. I think it was the second game we did of yours before the Crosslex game. Mm-hmm. We go out to. You know, do the pregame interview and stuff. We go to practice during the week, and well, we 
uh, did, we didn't have any contact for you, so we just kind of showed up and we're looking around. And he knew you practiced at the old game field yeah, yeah, behind yeah. our main. Which, by the way, how was that ever a game field? Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to imagine, like the Cross Lex well, game. Where did the people watch from? That's what I like. Like, there's no room on either sideline. No idea. It's I like 115 no by 100, and, yeah. or by like 60. Like, there's yeah. enough for a sideline. Anyway, so we're walking around trying to just get a scope of the land and. Bud comes up to us and just starts talking, and immediately you can just tell the football, and we're like, oh, he's like, oh, this must be Bud yeah. because the football energy and everything about him was just there. And yeah. Yeah, and then talking to you, like, yeah, you definitely are a product of Bud Rowley. Oh, yeah, he's hilarious. And, you know, it's uh, you know, I'm, it's just been a privilege to play for him, coach with him, coach for him, and then now he's coaching – we we don't ever say this, yeah. but he's coaching for me. Never, you can't tell sometimes because you, you still think he runs the show. Well, he thinks he does. Uh, but no, it's it, it's been a privilege, and it's uh, you know, there's what? three sides to Bud Rowley. There's me, you know, his son. Right. There's football, and then we always make fun of him. And if you guys ever come, you guys should check it out. He uh he brings his teacup chihuahua with him. So just imagine <laughs> Bud Rowley. <laughs> Carrying around a, a that's awesome. Excuse me, a, a tea, teacup chihuahua, and it's uh, it's quite funny. It's it's like a com- complete contradiction of who he is. Well, recently um, elected to the Michigan High School Football Coaches Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. So big congratulations to him. That's a great honor. We have time for a funny story on that. Go, yeah. go ahead. Of course, he got inducted like 15 years ago. He never sent the paperwork back. <laughs> So, yeah. so he so should he, have been the class of like 2007. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, they finally got because I, you know, I'm now a head coach. They they got a hold of me. Yeah, and they said, "Hey, we've been trying to track your dad down for like 15, 20 years. Can you, can you, can, <laughs> make, can we really want to put him in? Can you make sure he does this?" And I'm like, "Sure." And he fought me on it the whole way. I don't want to do this. You know, it's just not who he is. How much paperwork? It's is, not a lot. Is it more about like he didn't want the limelight or? He, yeah, it's just not who he is. He doesn't do it for Hall of Fames. He doesn't do it. He doesn't even do it for wins and championships. He does it for the kids. And that's just always been. It's just what, you know, he does it because he wants to coach. He wants to shape the lives of uh, young people. And, you know, that's what he enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And that's what he still enjoys. Um, so, yeah, it was super funny because we just, he just, I don't want to do this. And then the day before, he's like. You know, he had some choice words for me, and I said, "Just get your ass in the truck, and let's go." And we had a good time; it was yes. fun. Um, but you probably yeah, got to go talk football. Yeah, and it was. Uh, you, you just got to sell it to them that it is for it's for all the guys that have played for you. They can go. That was my coach. Right, right. That you was know. my coach. And he has, you know, and I think too, and he just doesn't think that way because he's like, you know what, this doesn't really, this isn't what it's about. You know, what it's about is behind the scenes and the practices and the mm-hmm. working outs in the winter and stuff like that. So, you know, it, 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 we get a good laugh out of it, but I understand where he's coming from because he's just not that guy. He just really isn't. So he must have hated it when they put his name on the field in Oxford. They didn't put his name on the field. They did I just call it Bud Rally State. Okay. Oh, well, might as well be. Because I don't care. He hates when I say this, and I don't care if people in Oxford are listening. That's the town that Bud built. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, being the son of a Hall of Fame coach, it's kind of twofold. Obviously, you're around football. You can learn so much from just being around the game all the time. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned it back in the first segment. You had to go off and kind of build your own identity. How did you, I guess, balance being around him, but also not being in his shadow? Because obviously, he's on your coaching staff. So, 
good, a great relationship with him, mm-hmm. but also forging your own path and your own identity. Because you said you don't want to get a job. Hey, I'm Bud Rowley's kid. Right. Give me a job. Well, that's always been the big thing, right? You know, it's just like anybody. You're so and so's kid, right? Or you're so and so's brother. You're whatever it is, you know. And so, you know, if I was going to do this the right way and I wanted to do it my way, I had to go on my own. And so, my big thought was, I'm not going to disregard anything that. I've done with him or learned right. from him. I'm going to take those things. I'm going to essentially build a toolbox. Right? I talked to my players about this. Build mm-hmm. your toolbox. So I'm going to take everything that, that, that he taught me and everything that was so valuable and all the things that I still use today, right? But at the same time, I have some ideas too that I like. You know, There's some things that I want to do maybe a little bit differently. And whether that's coaching style, whether that's offense, whether that's defense, you know, schematically, whatever it was, I had to go do that and learn that because – you know, aside from my college career, and that's kind of where I learned the stuff that I really enjoyed. Right. You know, I didn't know anything. I, I, all I knew was Oxford football. Yeah. I knew power and I knew option and I knew, you know, 32 dive. That's what, just, just what we did. Right. Um, so I had to go off and learn. And like I said, through my college experience and playing and, you know, being around different people and really getting close with some of my coaches in college, you know, I just had to, I had to go find a way to intertwine the Bud Rowley mm-hmm. and then the Kyle Rowley as a coach, right? So I had to I had to find a way to mesh those things, and you know I had, you know it was it was tough it was tough sledding uphill battle, um, you know especially when you're getting started, you know you don't take over great programs, you know you're not thrown right into you know a powerhouse right. Or no one's offering you the Oxford job, right, 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 right. right. So you know I and 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 I and I took that challenge head on because like I said I had to find. I had to find myself, mm-hmm. but then I had to find, you know, all those things that he taught me and instilled in me, you know, not even through football, just raising me. I had to find a way to kind of intertwine those things and find something that was authentically me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, it, I had to be, I had to be me, right? I'm only always going to be me. Um, uh, and so, you know, that was just kind of, kind of the, the path that I needed to take to kind of get to this point. Well, your your college football experience was pretty character building, I I would think, with the injury. But you started at Michigan State. Yep, started at Michigan State. Uh, preferred walk on. You know, I uh, got an opportunity to play. It's actually where I got hurt. So I redshirted uh, at State in uh, '04, and then I had an opportunity to play in '05 and played in two games. And I got hurt against Hawaii. Tore up my knee really bad. Um, you know. Got it fixed, got it repaired, did all the rehab. So I was like, cool, you know, spring ball. I'm really excited for spring ball, right? And just the knee never came back. You know, I'm 30, almost 37 years old, and the knee's still not back. Like, mm-hmm. My wooden quad's still smaller than the other. Mm-hmm. There's just so much damage to right. the knee. Um, but, you know, at every, what is it, every dark tunnel, there's light on the opposite, yeah. whatever the hell they say nowadays. Every you cliche know? you can use. Right, everyone <laughs> I can say, you know. So I had an opportunity where I was like, you know what, I still want to play. I still can play. Mm-hmm. You know, I just maybe not at this level anymore. So, you know, I had an opportunity to go to Saginaw Valley, uh, transferred there, had a couple more knee surgeries to get that knee right. And, uh, you know, had a pretty good, solid three-year career at Saginaw Valley. You know, started my last three years there, um, went to the playoffs. Uh, so, you know, all around just a good career, all around a good career. And uh, so no regrets there. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I could I could play back in the day. Not so much anymore. I can't move, but, you know. <laughs> well, going through all that, obviously, a Big Ten program in the GLIAC is, has been and will be, as long as it stays alive, one of the best D2 conferences in in the country. 
learning from the coaches because I just found when I got to Wayne State, I thought I knew a lot about football, and then I realized how much I just didn't know, yeah. how much goes into it. How much did you just absorb as a player? Because I found myself just wanting to learn about what other – like the schemes and why right. this happens, and you don't realize how – okay, you could – Three, we, we can all run a 4-3 defense, but we can all run it completely differently. Right. Yeah, so, like, when I got to – you know, at State, I was – I don't know. I guess I've always been kind of – I was never – when I went to State, I took a big chance, right? Like, right. Like, I was not the most talented. I had to learn – I had to learn – I essentially had to learn how to cheat. Right. Like, I had to cheat to even compete with some of these guys. So, I really had to know the X's and O's. I had to know exactly where I needed to be. I needed to know all the calls. I needed to do all these things right. Mm-hmm. Right, just to give myself a chance to play. So, I really kind of got into the X's and O's. And I was a quarterback DB in high school. A lot of – probably more so a quarterback. So, when I went to college, I you know I went as a safety. And that's where I kind of really became enthralled with the whole defensive perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So, then I just kind of started – I just became a student. Right. Loved it. You know, um, my first year there, I held the clipboard, uh, charted the, the D coordinators plays. Um, you know, I was right there, right next to him, charting and doing all stuff. So I really kind of got into the knowledge of the game. Um, and when I transferred, you know, my first coach at Saginaw Valley, one of my favorite people of all time, Randy Ari, you know, longtime retired. He's actually a high school coach now on the East Coast. He kind of was like, I went to state, I learned all this stuff, and I was really kind of getting in the game. Well, then I go to Saginaw Valley. My first year at Saginaw Valley, I got a guy who's just like my dad. <laughs> right? Yeah. We're just going to be hard-nosed. We're going to beat you up. Right. We're keep it super simple. Yeah. Okay? So then I go, okay, we're fine. You know, I'm still learning ins and out. And then when Ari moved on uh, and Coach Jim Collins came in, and uh, his defensive coordinator was Todd, Todd Stepsis. He's the, actually the head coach at uh, – what's the college? At, oh, Drake University. He's the yeah. football coach there now. Uh, I really, I just really just kind of sat on like right behind him and in, in his ear and just took everything that he taught because he was also the DB coach and the yep. D coordinator. And I just learned from him. I asked questions. I knew everything inside and out. I could tell you exactly what position needed to do what. Um, and so I really just kind of just became a student of the game. And so I think that then that was where I was talking about the Bud Rowley and me versus the Kyle, you know, football knowledge and stuff like that. So I kind of had to, you know, learn that. And so, I, you know, that's why when I went off on my own, I had all these ideas I want to do. I want to incorporate it and do all these things. So, yeah, I just became really a student of the game. I just really uh, it's just I don't know call me weird, but it's just a it's a beautiful thing when you kind of look at something. You're like, wow, that makes sense. Yeah, because, you know, it's. Those schemes at the highest level are ridiculous. It is. And if you can learn and understand the concept behind right. it, it's like everything just kind of falls into place. And it's like when that defense is roaring, when especially when you're at Saginaw mm-hmm. Valley, the year we went to the playoffs. I mean, when we played a good – when we played a great game, you were just like, wow, that's pretty right there. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, yeah, it was just a great career. Don't regret it. Had some – had some trouble along the way with the with the knee. Body fell apart quite a bit there, but uh, I maintained enough to get it done. Well, with that, now you're teaching, and mm-hmm. one of the biggest changes I think is film. Learning to, how to watch film is an art. It is like that is as much of a skill as knowing how to practice and knowing what. Because anyone can put a football game on and watch the film, and you can watch it for three hours and get nothing out of it. Right. But if you know what you're looking for becomes a great skill, especially with huddle and the way it's accessible accessible nowadays. How do you teach the kids how to watch film and how do you instill in them how important it is? So, you know, 
it's kind of like anything else. So it's just like kind of doing schoolwork and stuff. Like the kids who are going to watch film, they're going right. to watch film. Right. You don't have to do that. It's the kids who, eh, maybe, you know, just right. not for them. And that's okay because we try to do so much team film stuff or group film stuff where we're trying – where we can kind of take some pressure off them not to give them any more. Right. Where we can do it together. Mm-hmm. You know, you're with your position coach. We're together as a team or we're together with, as an offense or together as a defense. So we try to do it that the most we can. They all have access. They all have, you know, what they want to do. Um, but we kind of alleviate them. I'm not giving them homework. I'm not saying you need to go watch, you know, these five. Right. You're not days. putting the Kyler Murray four hours. Yeah, I just of- don't. I don't believe in that, you know, especially in high school football. I just don't, you know, whatever you have to say in that film session or the yeah. film sessions you do during the week, that's, that's what they need. That's right. all they need. And if they want to go on their own and do more, that's just extra stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't really put a lot of film study on them um, other than when we're in a group or we're doing it right. together, you're locked in. Mm-hmm. You know, ask questions, know your responsibility, see that mistake, fix it. Right. Because if we have the same conversation next week, it ain't going to be pretty. Right. You know what I mean? We're just, we're going to have that conversation. Um so, yeah, we just, you know, yeah, the film the film stuff's great. Film study's huge, right? And you're going to pick some things up. And I know some kids come to me and say, Coach, hey, did you see that? Yeah, dude, yeah. we got this, you know. But, no, it's good that that happens. But, yeah, no, I'm not a – I don't really put that much pressure on them. Now, coaches, on the other hand, you better know your stuff. Yeah, it's right. It's going to be an issue. You know, my dad watches – my dad will watch the same film, you know, 20 times. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I, I kind of – what, the way I watch film is I break it down because I just can't sit and watch a whole film because I just get distracted. Like, yeah. If I want to do offense, I start watching the defense and I'm like, yeah. well, what am I doing here? Yeah. So I try to break down my weekly film of what do I want to look at that day, mm-hmm. right? So I want to do, you know, do I want to look at front seven, okay? Or do I want to look at, you know, pass drops and route coverage, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know? So I try to break my stuff down. Hey, I have an idea for this day or I have an idea for, you know, this weekend what I want to look at. So that's how I do it personally for me. You know, Budzo loves just grinding out, and he'll call me all the time. Yeah. He drives me nuts. It's so funny. <laughs> just randomly. Hey, what's up? How's Wyatt? That's my son. <laughs> yeah. Good. Everything's good. And then all of a sudden he goes, ah, and he'll start screaming and yeah. yelling about watching this film. And gosh darn it. Ah, 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 you know, so, you know, there's, just, there's different ways to do it. I do it my way. He does it that way. Right. It's kind of that same thing like we said when you go away to be a coach. How do you do it, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just it, it just whatever whatever suits you and suits your life. Um, uh, you just got to find a way to make it – you got to find a way to make it valuable and to make it count, right? Was it always a foregone conclusion with you that you're going to be a coach, or was there that moment where it said, man, I want to coach football? Yeah, no, so it was so funny. All my life, my dad was always like, you're going to be a coach, you're going to be a coach. Well, when I went to Michigan State, I was a marketing major. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not doing this. Not a chance. And it was just kind of, I think, because I lived in it so long. I was right. like, I want to go do something different. As soon as I started really getting into the game again, and, you know, it, especially when I got hurt, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So, and that was one of the big things. It was kind of a, a driving force of transferring as well. Because I was kind of into my business degree. Yeah. And I was like, if I keep going in this, I'm going to lose my mind. Right. Right. I just can't do this anymore. And so going to Saginaw was kind of that fresh start educationally too and then i was like I, and then i got into education um so it was just kind of like a reset but yeah no i went there was no way i wasn't doing this i was like i coaching was done with that right right and then here we are what is it, it was 37 20 years later yeah ago. yeah so that's just how it goes so again dennis you ready for my typical final question yeah go ahead i Fire think away. i i think i know what this answer is going to be yeah uh but 
what are, what to expect from uh, our Made of Tiger football in 2022. Someone comes and watches a game, and they bring a friend. And they say, well, you, this team's going to be blank. We're going to be, if not anything else, yeah, we're going to be one tough-ass football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all I say. You know, I don't predict wins and losses. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I won't know until I see him on film or, you know, you see the newspaper clips. I don't know how right. anybody else is going to be either. Like, I don't pay attention. I pay attention to what we're going to do. But I will tell you this. We got some good players. Um, you know, got to, you know, plug some pieces here and there. And that all comes with pads. Like, I can't really, right. you know, you don't know in the summer. Everybody looks good in the summer, right? Yeah. You know, but I will tell you, like I just said, I will tell you this. We're going to be one tough-ass football team, and, uh, you know, it won't be, you know, it will, it won't be pretty. Tell you that, it ain't going right. to be pretty. It's going to be tough. It's going to be nasty. Uh, and we're going to get after it every Thursday or Friday night, whatever day we play. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just, just what we're going to do. It's going to be fun on, what, the 25th? Is the that's the Friday? So that's the Friday, I believe. Yeah, twenty yeah. fourth the first day, I believe. Twenty fifth the Friday. Really, the only show in town that day. I have a feeling it's going to be a fun atmosphere at East China Stadium. Top dog versus no dog. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, thank you for coming on. Absolutely, had a pleasure. And guys, uh, like I said, awesome. I just think it's great what you're doing. Um, just kind of promoting this area and promoting the sport, promoting all sports uh, in the BWAC and the Thumb area. And uh, I hope you uh, have continued success, and uh, I look forward to seeing you this uh, this season. And, hey, if you want to do it again, just call me. All right. We'll do, we'll do yeah. that. And the door's always open. You can just walk in. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now that I know where you're at, I'll just yeah, knock on the door. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, guys, want to talk some football? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm in. I have a hard time believing we'd say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and good luck, and uh, hope everybody in Armada stays healthy. Thank you. Pleasure, gentlemen. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.